Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. We are on our 12th episode of our 12 Days of Christmas special. My name is Patty, and I'm here with my co-host Chingai. Chingai, hey! Hey! Merry Christmas and almost Happy New Year. Almost Happy New Year. I hope I finish editing this before the new year arrives, but it's going to be a fun one, guys. Obviously, you've been joining us for the past... 11 episodes where we've discussed over 40, well, 40 movies, it felt like more, of the Hallmark movies and mysteries and Hallmark channels, Miracles of Christmas and Countdown to Christmas. Today, in this episode, you will we will be taking you like through memory lane as we rank the top 12 movies, obviously. There were 40 movies, guys. 12 we thought would be a lot, but this season delivered, Chingai comparable to last year this yes. this one by a long yeah by a long shot this this was really good it was so, so hard to pick exactly it, in fact it was so hard to pick we're not just giving you our top 12 favorites we'll also be mentioning the four movies that you know the ones that got away they almost made it but they didn't quite make the cut and of course as you've listened to us the past 11 episodes you'd know there were some movies we just never ever ever want to see again so We'll tell you a bit about those too. <laughs> Are you ready to start, Patty? Are you ready to get into our 12? <laughs> let's do this, Chingai. So let's start off our countdown with a bad one. Our first movie from this year that we never want to see again is Christmas Comes Twice. If you remember what we <laughs> talked about, this is the bad carousel movie. This is the one with a time-traveling scientist that we just didn't care about ever. <laughs> and never, and will never care about ever again. Christmas yes. Comes Twice only had to come once and that, that yeah, it shouldn't have come twice. Uh, and you know what? We've already mentioned it twice and that's more than enough. So we'll move on to... Let's, the, let's move on to the good ones. Let's move on <laughs> to the good one. Uh, of course, we mentioned that there were the ones that got away. And one of the runners-up that didn't quite make it to our top 12 is Good Morning Christmas with <laughs> Love of My Life, Mark Lucas. Unfortunately, his pick didn't make the cut this year, but we did enjoy it so much. Alison Sweeney, you surprised us, you came through, and uh, we'll never forget that. We'll never forget that. Mark, Lucas, I'm never taking you for granted again. Thank you for giving <laughs> us Good Morning Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for your service. And that yeah. leads us to our first entry in our top 12. Coming in at number 12 is Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Woo! <laughs> Another one with a guy who I never thought I would like. Niall Mater, you look good in a Christmas sweater. What can I say? <laughs> well, I have, we have lots to say. I mean, obviously, we definitely did not see this coming. Niall Mater has not been one of our favorites. And yet, in that wonderful Christmas sweater dad, everything was just perfect about it. The kids weren't annoying. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear that a lot today. <laughs> and I think just the chemistry between... Ashley Williams and Niall Mater really made it enter the top 12 strong. And to think it's an early movie in the season. This was one of the lighthearted ones. Because like we, we got a mix of like drama, comedy, like sappy love story all through 11 episodes. And this was one of the fun ones where, you know, they didn't take themselves too seriously. Their comedic timing was perfect. Ashley Williams was such a delight to watch. So this, I think, is great if you're in the mood for something that's just going to tickle you a little. Something that's going to make you laugh a little. If you're a fan of ugly sweaters... And this one's for you. And if you're a fan of mistletoe moments, like being very straightforward with each other and, I don't know, riding a horse-drawn carriage and saying, hello, here's to happy accidents and just going for the kiss. I love that moment, Chingai. I do too. But there's more to love. <laughs> As we move on to number 11 in our countdown, we have one of our favorite actresses, Julie Gonzalo, with... A new discovery, Ronnie Rowe Jr. in Jingle Bell Bride. This one is the one that took us to Alaska in the search for the Jingle Bell flower, which sounds totally ludicrous, but hey, they did it well. They did it right. This was the first movie of the entire season, and yeah, it was a slam dunk for this one. It's crazy because this was the first movie we were really, really nervous about this season coming from the 2019 catastrophe that was. 
And Julie, Julie came strong. She brought her A game. She brought a plot that ended in the way Hallmark movies never end. The guy goes to New York. No one moves back to the small city. That's always a big thing for me. I think I really, really appreciate that. Number one, obviously, it is an interracial couple and Hallmark decided to start strong. I really want to commend the fact that this movie stood the test of time. We saw 40 movies. This was movie number one. It's very easy to forget it, and yet you can't. Upon rewatch, which we did in the past couple of days, it climbed the charts. It made us remember all the feelings. I, I was like ready to like discount Jingle Bell Bride just because we watched it so long ago. <laughs> but then, yeah, upon the rewatch, I mean, we, we made a short list and we went through 17 movies, guys, just for this list. And it climbed right back up. That's proof of how good this one is. And I think Hallmark did a good job of doing something different. Finally, we love an interracial couple. We love the pairing. We love Ronnie Rowe Jr.'s family here. This was perfection. You know we don't like small towns. No, But this small town, we really, really liked. You have freaking Northern Lights sightings. You have them. This is one of the friendship movies. And we got a lot of the, like, the, the chemistry was a slow burn. And you could tell they were just there for each other. And that's always nice. Because we get, like, we have the gamut of tropes that we've seen. And this one, of course, is the unlikely pairing of a, you know, girl that gets stuck somewhere. And it, it was just really good. And, of course, we get an Asian bride, too. So we've seen that actress before and we've seen her around. But always nice to see a lot of diversity. And, again, this movie came strong. Diversity with no caricatures. Yeah, this one was like A+. Plus. Okay, speaking of A+, plus, <laughs> whew, coming in at number 10. It was so hard to put this at number 10 because, guys, we really, really like this movie. This is Robert Buckley's The Christmas House with an ensemble cast with with a kiss with Jonathan Bennett and his <laughs> co-star playing his, his husband. This was ensemble cast perfection I think I upon my rewatch of this I was just laughing all the way I was chuckling all the way through <laughs> the family dynamic was so good the siblings were just hilarious and we have to mention Anna Ayora who is a muse we love her so much Goals. please cast her in more movies she is such a beauty and she just played the leading lady so subtly and so quietly and so delicately, but like she was just wonderful. Anna Ayora is a star. I need her in everything. The cadence of her voice, the character, amazing Andy, and just how she brought so much life. And so it's so fresh. She was the, she's too cool for this lady. And yet you're rooting for her because the way she would put down Robert Buckley's character and just... You could tell that there was a past. It was just very, very real. And you're right. This is the ensemble cast, the top all ensemble casts. The parents were amazing. There wasn't every character storyline was invested and fully fleshed out. And it's just a really, really, really big step for Hallmark. Yes, yes, there was a gay couple that was quite prominent in the film, but it didn't feel, although of course it is token and this was meant for diversity and representation, they did it very, very, very well. You want to see a sequel to this. You want to see how they're doing with the hiking now for the parents and how, you know, Jonathan Bennett and his husband were now raising a child. And obviously you want to see Noah the Nimbles magic show is coming out and let's not forget to mention a cast of characters like mr jack black but make it hallmark you know we 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 forgot to mention him last time from our excitement but i have to really mention him because he's quite it was just really funny i complain a lot about caricatures in movies and you could classify the jack black character as one of those but he just did it so well and he was so funny he did the Jack Black accent, and it was appropriate for the movie because it was really a comedy. Um, Robert Buckley's character playing Handsome Justice did, did not take himself seriously. This was just a hoot from beginning to end, and that's why it made number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Shigai, do we have a mistletoe moment that we want to discuss? What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are too many. There's a lot, I have to say. And I think it's funny because even the small bits of their interactions was just electrifying between them. But naturally, you go for the ending. I actually have one last trick. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Should I say some magic words? Couldn't hurt. I don't want you to move. 
back to LA. I'm not. <gasps> may I? You may. I have waited a long time to give that to you. When you said you weren't going back to LA, what did you mean? What happened in the meeting? I don't know. I left as soon as I realized the life I want is here. And what I love about it is when he opens, the, when he tells her that he has something for her, and he shows the box, and Ayora and all her coolness goes, do I need to say some magic words? And he's like, sure, that would help. And she goes, instead of like doing like what, abracadabra, she just goes, I don't want you to leave. Boom! In her gold, glittery, lame dress and just looking fabulous. And he's like, you know, he's he's staying. And it was just the leaning, the putting on of the necklace. We see a lot of necklace putting on in this countdown. But when he put it on and they and they kissed, you know, the buildup was worth it because they they'd shown that flashback so well from you know from a long time back. A cheesy flashback, but a worth it flashback. And really, I remember we were having like a conversation over email and I did tell you, Patty, when we saw this movie, the week we saw this movie, I said, be the Anna Ayara you want to see in the world. And I'm going to live by that next year. I am going to be the Anna Ayara I want to see are. in the world. Yeah, we are just all on, Anna Ayara. Just an addition. For, for Noah the Nimble, I really liked when he threw his mom under the bus. He told Mike that she watched all all the episodes of his show and mm. said that there's always something special about that guy. You know, beneath that cool facade, Anna Ayora was like... cool. <laughs> but fake it till you make it, girl. Fake it till you make right. it. You right. and I will be the Anna Ayoras we need to be in the world in 2021. And with that, we'll be back with our next block of movies from numbers 9 to 7. we're back you're still joining us on our countdown for the top 12 movies we've already gone from 12 to 10 and now we're about to jump into 9 to 7 but before that we just wanted to get over and i hope we never ever have to talk about this movie again i mean it is the third installment so let this be the last one christmas in evergreen part three. Oh god i don't want to have to watch another one you know i've watched all three let this be the last we ever hear of this movie this movie was I can't tell you what it's about, but there were characters from the first two movies that are now the leads. I think there was a Christmas Museum. I think there was a guy that, you know, wanted to stay and a girl that wanted to have bigger dreams. I cannot confirm or deny if that is the plot, but that's why we never want to see it again. Please never, never, never dream. Christmas in never (laughs) never This is it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, we have the one that got away this It's so hard for me that this movie did not make it to the top 12 just because you guys know how in love I am with Laura Osnes. And One Royal Holiday was quite an amazing ride, but unfortunately, there were so many other movies. We had another royalty movie, uh, in fact. Uh, Eric Veidt and Laura Osnes need to be in more movies because obviously they'll do better. And this was really, really good and just light and funny and a really good rewatch, in fact. They also, fun fact, dance to a Christmas waltz, the song. So we hear early that early on in the season. Early on in the season, the song come up. Yeah. Little did we know it would haunt us in the best way possible. Sorry to One Royal Holiday for not quite making it into our top twelve, but we still highly recommend it. It's a fun one. Honestly, guys. for a royal movie, this was good. So, if you could spare an hour or two, then Laura Osnes needs you. <laughs> <laughs> So we're moving into movie number nine on our top 12 list. And this is a recent one that we just watched. Cross Country Christmas with the adorable, with the always so cute Rachel Leigh Cook and another new guy, Grayston Holt. Cross Country Christmas was fast-paced. It was just like one scene after the next. It went by really rapidly and I loved every minute of it. No, I loved Cross Country Christmas. I think it took me by surprise. We had been in for a slump in the past couple of weeks before this came out, but I knew Rachel Lee Cook would come through for us. And she did, with that hair and that gorgeousness. Of course, playing like a like solution specialist. Hallmark with the weirdness. I love it. I'm here for it. I like that they took a chance on Grayson Holt. I, I don't know if he's been in any other Hallmark movie, but based on the ones we've seen, we have not seen him before. And I would love to see him again because he had this very very like hometown charm to him and we've seen this character from 
Grayson Holt before in Love in the Forecast most recently with Christopher Russell playing that farm boy, right? But he brought a different charm to it and you're just rooting for him. He lost his father. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie and yet they managed to make it very light and very entertaining without causing too much drama. The funny scenes were actually funny. Um, them singing, performing a Christmas carol in front of everybody. Them doing the nativity scene. Like, Rachel Laycook brings her goofy theater chops like she had and she saw that back to this with this movie and it was just funny it was funny and heartwarming because this is another one of those friendship movies where we see them barely knowing each other in the beginning they develop this authentic friendship mm. that just ends up in love <laughs> mistletoe moment for you chingai definitely the stalking in the end mm. him just doing the thoughtful thing i would love to get a stalking like that yes wouldn't we all And with that, we bring you our number eight movie, a personal favorite of mine that I'm shocked I didn't rank higher, but here we are with the crazy amount of amazing movies. We feature The Christmas Bow at number eight. Michael, Rady, where have you been all my life? In front of me, and yet I have ignored (laughs) you and taken you for granted, and I take all of that back. I've watched this movie maybe like 10 times now in this holiday season. Seriously? Yeah, and it's good, because remember how I just repeated it over and over after it started. So it, it, it piled up, you know? Lucia Micarelli has been amazing. And I definitely want to see more of her. I know she played a, you know, violinist virtuoso, which is very close to who she is in real life. But it would be amazing to just see her in more or in other types of, like, musical-related things. The lesson we learned this year is that classical music is the way to go if you do a music movie. Or you go the dancing route. But... This was a great example of just how you can do musicals without it having to be the Christmas kind we don't like. I won't even mention what those are. So many reasons to love this movie from the great wingman child who is obviously just precocious and amazing to the non-tokenism diversity. We get our first Asian lead in Lucia Micarelli, which was really great. We get her wonderful extended family with James Saito as her grandfather, the lovely grandmother that always makes me cry. We get all of these things wrapped up in lots and lots of bows. I just, I really appreciated the fact that like, he was a physio and like he was doing the therapy, the hand-holding, and this was so tender. And like my eyes just fixated on how he would hold her, her precious fingers, right, in his hand when he was trying to help her out and the the puns were were good i mean they they were bad they were bad that's why they were good exactly yeah. <laughs> i know you love the kiss here <laughs> i do and i know and it probably kiss. underwhelmed you when i first texted you about it but to me it was really really it unfolded quite well. They kiss a lot in this movie, which I like, because they kiss in the middle, they kiss twice in the end, which I'm all for. Give me all the kisses, Hallmark. But the first time they kiss, my favorite mistletoe moment for me is that when they're out shopping and he's trying to make... A, Michael J- Michael Rady's character is making a decision of whether to take the role uh, in the Doctors Without Borders ripoff that they've done. He tells her that he's confused about this, he doesn't know how to make a decision, and he asks her for advice. And of course, it just so happens that they're slow dancing in the middle of like a square. I think this is why I like it, because you guys you guys all know I love a slow dancing scene. And so as they're slow dancing, Lucia Micarelli tells Michael Rady her process for making big decisions. And she says she closes her eyes and imagines what she wants. And she, oh, when she opens it, she, it's just clear to her and she goes for it. And what he does is he goes for it and he gives her a kiss. And I just thought it was, it took my breath away because you know what's happening. But also like, you'd, you'd think he'd say something first before, like something cheesy. But instead, no words, all action. I love a man, man with action. And that is what Michael Rady was in this movie. My favorite mistletoe moment was after the kiss, actually, when, when they sat on the couch and they oh, the agreed to discuss it. Yeah, because so I mean, Hallmark, Hallmark likes to do all these awkward things post-kiss, right? So I wasn't expecting them to actually sit and discuss the fact that they, that they kissed and, and decided very maturely Mature. where, where to go next. In the, in the relationship. You rarely see that shit. So good job, Hallmark, for diversity. Good job for making something that could be incredibly sappy and, like, you know, pulls up the heartstrings. Also still something very enjoyable and non-cringy. So yay Christmas bow coming in at number eight. 
Next, we have at number seven, the only time traveling movie that made it into this list. We have A Timeless Christmas starring two of our absolute favorites, Ryan Pavey and Aaron Cahill. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this this movie came in quite early again in the lineup. And when I rewatched it, I was laughing at all the same parts. I love the secondary characters here. We mentioned secondary characters a lot, but this one was one of the first where we really where they really stuck out. The the character actors in the museum. They were just a hoot and the dynamic between them and our leads was just good. They were they were communicating well. The mistletoe moment isn't even a mistletoe moment. <laughs> it's just Ryan Baby and that cornflower blue sweater. He wins the sweater award this year. Twenty twenty sweater award goes to Ryan Baby. He was just gorgeous in that sweater. I mean, give us a nineteenth century man and put him in modern day clothes and, and he'll we'll be, be happy. Here we are. Now I think what's what's lovely about this movie is that they go all the way with the time travel. All the other time travel movies we've seen this season, which we don't care for at all, they had to go into this like explaining how things happened. Here we don't care how it happened. We're just rolling with it. And it's perfect that he always brought up of like he was never like a man of the past and he always lives for the future. So it was quite well done in how they executed that. My mistletoe moment would come. Of course, again, it's a dance scene, guys. I'm predictable. You know what's happening. Shall we dance? No. Now that I'm gonna stay, I'll have to find some kind of way to make a living. What about a portable telephone? Maybe I can invent a better one. Or your computing device, I could make it work faster. You can't help yourself, can you, Charles? What do you mean? Always thinking about your future. Ah, uh, but there's a difference now. Not just my future anymore. It's ours. That is, if you'll share it with me. Mr. Whitley, that's very forward of you. <laughs> You're right. Let's just take it one step at a time. What do you do on New Year's Eve? I love a forward man, and this guy is planning their future. We don't get Erin Cahill totally just being tuning. No, we get her being like, oh, that you're so forward. Like, she got taken aback. Like, oh, you're thinking of that already. So it also felt realistic, but it felt like, you know, they wanted to make it work, and they were going to make it work. And it's just so nice to see our faves getting together, being pretty. We love, like, a good guy, a gentleman who says, like, rap scallion. That one I'll always <laughs> remember. He, cat, he's such a cat. Yeah, he killed it with his tone. His, his accent was perfect. They looked so good together. I generally don't like time travel movies, but this one, yeah, swept me off my feet. Here we are anyway. Congratulations to Timeless Christmas for making it to number seven in our 12 Days of Christmas countdown. When we're back, number six to four. We're halfway there, guys. We're halfway there. And we're back. Talking about our third block of movies, but before we get into the good ones, we're gonna have to mention the first unmentionable movie in this entire year, <laughs> Christmas with the Darlings There, I said it. I had a feeling this was gonna be a bad one when I saw the previews, and I mean, yeah, it didn't disappoint because I knew. I knew from the start that it wasn't gonna be good, and this is such a shame because we love Carlo Marx. We love you. Carlo Marx needs to be in better things. Yes. If they're not bringing back Chesapeake Shores, then they gotta give him good movies with better matched actresses, I yeah, think. I okay, think. so enough of that. Enough of that because <laughs> because this next one, this next one, I am personally invested in. A movie that got away but still makes it, <laughs> makes a mention here is Holly and Ivy because, okay, I rallied for this movie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I love the kids in this movie. I did not hate them. This was more of like a sappy sob story because we have death, we have adoption, we have foster care, all of that. But then, everything gets balanced out because we get the magnanimous Jeremy Jordan in here and he just makes everything better. That's all I have to say. Watch Holly and Ivy. Okay. <laughs> We're at the halfway mark. I, I know Chinga has very strong feelings about this next movie, but coming in at number six is On the Twelfth Date of Christmas. Another surprise 
entry because again, Tyler Hines was not number one on our list of people we would drop panties for. And yet here we are, pantyless, because holy shit, Tyler Hines and Mallory Jansen really brought it with this movie. It, of course, features a trope wherein co-workers are competing for a position that, you know, means it's like cats and dogs fighting and all that, but they make it work. It does it features Chicago gorgeous city so we don't get no of this like hometown nonsense a bit but not really we get home restoration we get an uncle being the cool the funkle the fun uncle to you know his niece we just get the also the very very beautiful mallory jensen who needs to be in everything because wow this is a girl that we've never seen before and clearly needs to kick out a couple of the uh, people that aren't as effective anymore so yeah i definitely this movie highly, highly enjoyed. What really stood out to me wasn't just like one one moment. Maybe for you it is, but for me, I like the buildup of the physical contact between the two of them. Because as they spend more time with each other and they go through the 12 dates, you see him like putting his hand on her shoulder and then she's nudging him a little, he's holding her elbow, all of that just kind of like helps build up the build up the fire that that just burns through in the end with like this sizzling rooftop scene so that's what i really liked so i i guess i guess it's like a friendship it's like an enemies turned friends turned lovers kind of thing lovers in the hallmark cinematic universe no it's very good i think my mistletoe moment for this would be it's not even like it doesn't lead up to a kiss in fact it leads up to a disagreement because they after they enter like the rink or something like that some activity that they were trying to do he then tells her that or she tells him they tell each other basically that they're both up for the same promotion and i love that because of the honesty of it and how it's like oh god they care for each other that much now that they're willing to divulge this information that they're both competing for the same position and somehow because they are mature the next day it's all good you know they're professional they they still made it work and all that so i i like that moment because it really showed a vulnerability and a new level of trust between them that we hadn't seen before they they were so good they were so good they really were so nice to look at they were so good (laughs) together speaking of gorgeous couples Coming in at number five, we have Delivered by Christmas by Eon Bailey and the beautiful Alvida August, who needs to be in all the Hallmark movies right now. We just love her. Delivered by Christmas was one of the first movies that mm-hmm. came out, and it just hit me right away because it was very different. They did the the you've got mail kind of thing where they're talking on the phone, and but they bump into each other in real life and they don't know who's who and what's what, but... It feels like you're in on a joke or you're in on some secret and you're just seeing everything unfold. And and I love Aeon Bailey and his sad <laughs> eyes. I just, Yuck. oh my gosh. I don't like like all these like widow, widower storylines, but oh my gosh. Like I just, I just want to give him a hug with, with those ear eyes. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. His kid was cool. Another interracial couple, and I think, again, we mentioned this last time, but Ian Bailey is married to an African-American woman as well, and he was just so happy that he could show a movie to his kids that showed, you know, a representation of what his love life was like, and I thought that was beautiful. Alvina August needs to be in everything. After watching 40 movies with other people, we wanted to kick out half of them and replace them with Alvina August. She was that effective. I, I mean, mistletoe moments for this one, it's it's one entire movie of mistletoe moments because all the authentic conversations TM were peppered throughout. I think I especially love the one conversation they had when they've already like established that they just call each other when they need help and they were now just telling each other about their days. There was no more pretense of like, oh, I need help with something. Now it was more of like, oh, I just wanted to hear your voice. I wanted to know how your day was. And at this point, Alvina August already knows that he is Josh Harling, the same guy who she's been talking to and the same guy she bumped into. And now she's like, oh, my day was interesting. And he's like, oh, yeah, how? And it was just so nice because now they're in another different... a level of comfort that we hadn't seen before. They are gorgeous together. Ian Bailey needs to be in everything. That more mature, older dad kind of thing. And I'm all here for it. Obviously, I would love a sequel because now we actually get to see them together as a couple because we didn't get a lot of that throughout the movie. But I think that's what's different about this movie. They didn't give us them physically together, giving us all the feels. And yet, 
we were bubbling with excitement all throughout. What what a freaking trip. This movie has stood the test of time. I rewatched it recently and it's still like giving you all the feels. This and what's great about this movie, unlike Jingle Bell Bride, which kind of went to the wayside with it being one of the earlier movies, this movie was consistently high as we kept watching more and more movies. That's how top of mind it was. We could not forget it. I love us an authentic conversation, TM. I, I love I love this movie. This movie was all authentic conversations, and that's why I think it, it really made a mark on us. <sighs> okay. <sighs> We're traveling <laughs> for the fourth movie. We're traveling to Europe with Christmas in Vienna oh with man. Sarah Drew and Brennan Elliott. Oh man. Speaking of movies that left a mark. This was my first like absolute like rewatch movie of the whole of the whole season. Like I after I watched it, I watched it again and I watched it again and and if you're following us on Twitter, you know that we were we were talking about how much we were watching this movie. Like I fell in love with this movie. I mean because because we're all holed up here because you know, it's COVID times and it's just nice to see a European city. Sarah Drew plays a violinist again with a classical music. There were just so many... This movie was like a... You know how they say like Sex and the City is like a love letter to New York. This mm. one's a love letter to Vienna. It's like essentially like a piece of tourism <laughs> for, for the city. Brennan Elliott brought something different because he was like the mature diplomat dude. Mm. And my mistletoe moment comes... I mean, there are a lot of grand so gestures, I mean, grand many. scenes here, but really, my mistletoe moment is them just talking. When they get into a bit of a row over her uh, her very strong opinions, mm-hmm. and they meet at the Christmas market, which is a callback to the first time they met, when they didn't know each other, and they talk about the Advent candle and how it's about peace, <laughs> and that's how, you know, he extended the olive branch to her, and that was just, that was just... Chef's kiss. I loved it. Chef's kiss indeed. Brennan Elliott, you know what you did to us. <laughs> we'll we're, never we're forget it. We're holding back here. We're holding back. We're holding by back not discussing what Brennan Elliott did to us. You but know what you did that, to us. Despite that, this movie. Despite this movie, that, mm-hmm. that is a testament to the double-breasted coats and just the gorgeous scenery of Vienna. This movie could have gone so wrong because it's like three children. Oh dear. Our travel movies for Christmas, Christmas in Rome didn't quite hit the mark. So Christmas in Vienna was a risky, risky endeavor. But Brandon Elliott, for all the hurt I'm feeling from you right now, you came through. You came through for us. And early on in the season, you gave us hope that this season could be something else. And yes, it was. I think, I, I mean, I love that mistletoe moment as well because it was such a restart, a re a refresh on a row that they've had that you thought, okay, that's it, that's done. I think one of my favorite ones, and again, you guys, you know what's happening, you know what's coming. He takes her to the uh, palace, Schonbrunn Palace at night, and she's like, oh, I've been here before. And he's like, no, not at night. And he takes her to the Christmas tree, and she's like, I don't think we can go up there. And he goes, I know people. And you're like, of course you know people, Brad and Elliot. Of course you do. And he takes her up to the tree, and they start slow dancing. Hello, guys. Welcome to my favorite trope, the slow dance. And what's great about it is that in the start of the movie, he doesn't want to slow dance with her. He doesn't want to create a scandal, the Viennese waltz that they... So all the callbacks, which we do love about this movie. And what's crazy is that you think they're going in for the kiss, but they don't. Instead, they just cut to a commercial break where before that, they go, a perfect moment made even more perfect. And you think they're going to kiss, and they don't. And I love that. I love that restraint. I love how Hallmark is toying with our feelings. I love how they're like, you thought we're going to do this? No, we're not. This movie is just chock full of self-awareness. They're always narrating what they think should be happening. Oh, is this the time when we kiss? Or, you know, so it's, it's, it's filled with all those things. And we've mentioned this before, but we'll mention it again. All the jokes and all the interactions just build on each other. There is not one moment that is wasted. There is not one authentic conversation that is wasted. They get to know each other. Again, another mistletoe moment when they finally reveal that the English word that they could never decipher of what Brendan Elliott's character was feeling this entire time was vulnerability. You, and we you knew. knew what it was. I knew what I it didn't. was. I didn't. Yeah, I, I predicted it. So I texted Chingai the first time that came out. I was like, it's vulnerability, duh. And then, but she was like, oh, really? And and we find out more and more as we go through it, as they go through the words that it wasn't of like him, you know, you know, v- word vomiting to her. And it's just, 
It's just so good. So many scenes are so good in this movie. So many scenes, guys. I can't even. It feels like you're running away. Well, you would know. What's that supposed to mean? You run from music, whatever music means to you, right? Yeah, I do. You're right. But being here with you, with these kids, made me want to change that. You keep saying that, that whenever you're around me, you admit something that you've never said before. Do you know what the word for that is? It's vulnerability. Mark, no one can know the song that's in your heart unless you let them hear it. You know what else is good in this movie? What? His assistant. His assistant. <laughs> I May we just him. discuss the handsome assistant? Deserves a mention. Hello. <laughs> that assistant and that German accent has done everything to me. Everything. It's just so nice. When they bring in these side characters that you think you're not going to, you know, bother with, and yet every time they come on scene, you are fucking captivated. That's how I felt with the assistant here and how he was definitely foil for the character and yet so important. So important <laughs> to my feelings for this movie. We, I would kill for a sequel to Christmas in Vienna, but we're probably not going to be very lucky. But the ending also, we just need to call it out. Brennan Elliott can pull a girl in for a kiss with one hand, guys. <laughs> one hand is all he needs to pull in a lady for a kiss. And honestly, that's all we need. One hand, one, one hand, Brennan. One hand. S- sweet as a soccer torta. <laughs> Christmas in Vienna. <laughs> Christmas in Vienna, you never let us down. Brennan Elliott, you know what you did to us. So you know what, guys? Oh my god, we're we're yeah. gonna go into the top three. I know, I can't I can't believe it either. We'll be back with our top three. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You guys, we've made it to the last block of movies. Numbers three, two, one. I mean, you guys, you know what? We haven't mentioned yet, so you kind of have a clue. But before we get to that, we have to say goodbye to the final movie we never, ever, ever, ever want to hear from. And it is, unfortunately, If I Only Had Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bure. We knew this wouldn't be great. It's a retelling of <laughs> Wizard of Oz. I, I mean, how the, can you go wrong, right? How? <laughs> how can you go wrong with that classic indeed? Well, they shot for the moon and fell everywhere. So we never want to see this again. And hopefully we won't ever have to talk about it again. However, a movie we wish we could talk about with some more, but it didn't quite make it to our top 12. Our last of the ones that got away would be one of the other last movies of the season, Christmas Carousel starring Rachel Boston and Neil Bledsoe. This movie was the second royalty movie. And again, I was the way Chingai was rooting for Holly and Ivy, I was rooting for the two royalty movies this season. I love royalty. I'm a sucker. Except Hallmark does it so badly. So it was so nice to get a one-two punch of greatness from Ron Royal Holiday and Christmas Carousel. This movie brought us a restoration of a carousel, but it also had Rachel Boston in it. And you know, anything Rachel Boston is in, I am for. So we're sad. We're sad to see it not make it to the top 12, but it's still definitely worth your time moving speaking of things that are worth my time our time we've got our entry at number three five star christmas here we go five star christmas we got an ensemble cast with the christmas house but we got another one with five star christmas and we were a little nervous about this because we love Bethany Joy Lenz and we love Victor Webster. And there was just too much. There was just too much <laughs> invested in this That's pairing. Sick. And they just hit it out of the park. This was funny. It was family stone, but make it hallmark. It was warm-hearted. It was quick. It was every character counted. They were hilarious. This one had me laughing out loud. Even if I knew, even if I knew all the jokes the second time I watched this, I was still I was still laughing out loud. <laughs> like Chingai said, we love Bethany Joy Lenz. We've loved her in everything she's done, most especially Bottled with Love, which we'll never forget. Andrew Walker, we're still waiting for your Christmas movie to come through for us. But Victor Webster, you guys know he's my main man, my ride or die, my number one. And he did not disappoint. You guys can't see it. This is a podcast, but I am doing shoulder actions because that is how 
Victor Webster makes me feel. And starring as Jake Finley, the B-Turner writer who's an incognito writing about the Ralston family in Lucy and Jake are perfect for each other. Their banter, the way they meet with like candy canes and giving each other tips. It's again, another one of those friendship at first buildups because it ramps up pretty quickly into flirtation. But they are so good. And this movie is really reliant on the entire strength of its cast. You don't actually get too much of Bethany Joy Lentz and Victor Webster together because we actually are invested in B. Turner, fake B. Turner, more like Beth and her father. We're, we're invested in grandma and her Russian accent and grandpa, Walter Erz. We're invested in Chef Francesca. We're invested in Candace LeBeau and her husband and their pregnancy story. I can mention all their names. We can mention all their storylines because it was built out so well. Victor Webster's like not my type. Like he's like this big burly man. So I mean I, I can appreciate I can appreciate what he does. But when he swept her off literally off her feet when she got that kind of small injury and just set her up on the countertop, I was like, oh, okay, I know why Patty likes this guy. <laughs> he will take care of you. He will put you on a counter and ice your ankle. Like I think when our friend Macy, hey Macy finally watched Five Star Christmas, she texted me to mention that scene. And I know I texted you to mention that scene. And I've watched that scene like on repeat over and over because you just want someone to take care of you. And that man is Victor Webster. Speaking of Victor Webster and the lovely things he can do, our mistletoe moment comes in a very surprising performance from the man himself. Oh, have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue. Just thinking about you. (laughs) Decorations of red (laughs) on a green Christmas tree. (laughs) It won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me. (laughs) What the hell me out here? I'm totally out of my comfort zone, (laughs) okay? And when those blue Snowflakes start falling. That's when those blue memories come calling. (laughs) You'll be doing alright with your Christmas awards, but I'll have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. I'm sorry too. We get a lot of grand gestures this season, 10 million of them. And in this one, we get a grand gesture that features the very quote unquote bad voice of Victor Webster. Maybe he can sing in real life, but the character was meant to not be a good singer. And his grand gesture in the end is after the entire B Turner reveal has been done, they actually show that he hasn't left town. He's checked into the Pine Inn and she goes into the town to get more you know, candy canes to surprise him with her to talk to him. Instead, he surprises her with a bad, bad rendition of Blue Christmas, which they discussed under the stars as one of those songs that made her feel better. And what was great is that the the confidence that he took, he was scared. He was scared and he admitted it. He goes, come help me out here. You know, he's putting himself out there. I love a guy who can put himself out there. I love a guy that's willing to be vulnerable and willing to make himself look like an ass for the woman he loves and who lifts her up on the counter. So what more can we want from Victor Webster? What more are we asking for? Victor Webster in every movie, that's what we're going to ask for. That's what I want. Unfortunately, we can't discuss Victor Webster ad infinitum here because we've got two more movies. And coming in at number two, we've got Project Christmas Wish. This is one of the last movies that I watched and it just soared right to the top of my list. (laughs) There's a lot to mention about this. I know we just talked about it, but bears mentioning again. Amanda Shull, you are a goddess. We love you. And Travis Van Winkle, your hair, your COVID hair, is the star of the show. Who are you? (laughs) And where have you been all our lives? Please come back to the HCU. We want you back. This movie had a kid that we loved. 
and that is a rare Loved. thing. We love little Max Max and how she just charmed everyone into turning her dad from Grinch to to God. <laughs> Travis Van Winkle, my From goodness, my, my, my. <laughs> oh, my, 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 indeed. Where have you been all our lives? Honestly, this movie was also on the precipice of like, what? This is the last movie when I saw like the, the poster and all that. But I love Amanda Shell. I love her so much. She needs to be in everything. So I was like, okay, there's hope. There's hope for this. But it kind of looked cheesy and it kind of looked like, what the fuck is going? Travis Redwinkle, who are you? And yet, and fucking yet, it blew us away. Max Max, also known as Muffin, is the cutest granddaughter and she uses it to her advantage. She uses it to con her grandparents into taking her to the, you know, radio station. She cons the, the Project Wish people into giving her not one, but two wishes. This child is meant to be a star and I can't believe you've devoted a couple minutes to discussing a child guys I know we're changed this is the Christmas miracle (laughs) we are changed people thanks to Project Christmas Wish honestly Amanda Shaw was so beautiful in this movie so beautiful every scene of her being mischievous you know admitting to the fact that she just made up the Christmas horse trope or that she named him eligible in Elmhurst like you could just tell that this lady is meant for this kind of banter such a good script such a light and funny script and they pulled it off with a how he flipped from like strict serious dad to playful guy and and it didn't it didn't take long for him to switch that's that's amanda shaw's charm working on him he immediately showed her that he was interested he it didn't take long and we like a guy who doesn't hide the fact that he's interested we love a guy that knows what he wants, and he knew what he wanted. Of course, we have the trope of, I'm not ready. Same with Christmas in Vienna. They're not ready. We can't wait around kind of conversations. But they also made up for it in spades. Our mistletoe moment from this movie killed us, and I hope it kills you guys too. Let's take a listen. Oh, no, 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 no. Not yet, not yet. No, now is the perfect time. What are you doing? Why do you have a horse? It's a Christmas horse. I can see that, but why is it here? Because I feel like it's what you would have done. Go overboard. And it's my way of saying that I want to go overboard with you. I mean, in in moderation. That's so sweet. I'm not actually keeping the horse, am I? This isn't about the horse. See, I'm really sorry that I hurt you. And I get that you're scared, I'm scared too. But I think if we've been lucky enough to get struck by lightning twice, let's take it. Burns and all. Who would not want to go overboard in moderation with Travis Van Winkle? I would, I would go overboard with him anytime. Overboard, overboard. No need for the. No need for the horse. (laughs) No need for the horse. My God, it's a grand gesture. Here we are again. People who are not usually fans of grand gestures, but this season and this movie made it so worth it. This guy is logical man. They've established that. This guy hates attention. We've established that. And yet, he flips the switch and goes all out. Because that is what she would have done. Go overboard for him. And he did it for her. And it makes up for the horrible conversation they had earlier where he wasn't ready. He didn't know when he'll be ready and so on. So I think it's quite a great payoff for all the banter and all the flirtation they've done earlier on because you know they're into each other and they we know it they know it so what what a great way to end the movie honestly boom 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 goes the dynamite okay it's our last it's our last movie and i'm sure you all know what's coming (laughs) i wonder it's the movie we've watched the most times Ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, here we have it. The Christmas mm-hmm. Waltz with Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp. Will Kemp, F you. I don't really swear a lot, but he made me swear. Every time I watched this movie, I was like, fuck. Oh, 
Will Kemp. <laughs> How can we not? Guys, this movie needs no introduction. It is at number one for a reason. It's not only number one in our hearts, it's also the most watched movie on the Hallmark Channel for the season. And with reason, this is the ultimate musical movie. We don't need no musicals no more because we've got the, the dance movie. Wilkem's Roman David- Davidoff is a character for all seasons. Master dancer who twirled his way into our hearts. Honestly, I've smiled, cried, smiled, cried throughout this movie. Every single time I've seen it. 1x speed, 1.5x speed, it doesn't matter. When I need a quick fix, I turn it on. And Will Kemp is there for me. Let's also not forget to mention Lacey Chabert, who has been in too many Hallmark (laughs) movies to count, but deserves this honor. Lacey... Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. This is your new Lacey baseline. deserves that Oscar nomination <laughs> for for Christmas Waltz. If the home, she injured herself. She injured Oscars. herself training for this movie. So yeah, she she deserves more than a pat on the back for this. This movie was magical. It just shot straight for our hearts. I have cried every single time I've seen this movie, and I've seen it so many times I memorized the words. <laughs> I've pushed this movie mm-hmm. on so many people. You don't even know. I forced everyone to watch it, and and they don't regret following my advice because Christmas Waltz just changes you. Oh my gosh, Patty and it I does. watched it um, as we counted down to midnight for Christmas Day, and it was just the perfect send off into the twenty fifth. Super perfect. And yes, the da- the dancing is amazing. The chemistry is through the roof. You feel every moment of them dancing together transforming you transforming their relationship but let's not forget to mention all the other champions that made this movie possible from miss cat miss cat Reynolds. Reynolds. you we are you you are us this is everything our child in this movie was so amazing our little baby dancer seeing him dance baby burishnikov calm down like no don't calm down you continue to be who you be are not cracker you uh, were meant to be Exactly. Alina, the older sister he never had, who just kept giving him all the wink-wink nudges enough for the entire movie. B. Turner makes a turn as Lacey's mom. Doctor from Christmas Doctor as Lacey's dad. And they are the cutest parents. Mrs. Davidoff, Mama. Mama Davidoff with with the dousing of the sugar and the cookies. Thank you for bringing up a fictional boy like Wilkins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for bringing a promo. <sighs> Which leads us to, after that Christmas party, we would like to present to you the mistletoe moment. We could just present this entire movie to you as one big mistletoe moment because it truly was. It truly was. It was very difficult for us to not only choose the mistletoe moment because what translates on good on audio would be a disservice to this movie that is best to be seen visually, obviously. But we've chosen one, and here it is. Just the three of you. Mm. must be close. We are. Just, I don't feel like they're particularly thrilled with me right now, given the whole wedding fiasco. So how are you faring in that department? Better. I guess I'm not feeling like such a failure. So that's what you're afraid of, failing. What could you possibly fail in, hmm? Life, work, dance? You don't worry about any of those things? Are you kidding? question and doubt myself all the time. What do you say this Christmas we take a holiday from all of that? Hmm? Just live in the moment, huh? Like, yeah. like right now, we have music and dance and snow. <laughs> Your carriage, my lady. I thought evenings like this only existed in Christmas musicals. We can always live in our own musical. <laughs> Good night. Good night. The dancing on the streets is Gene Kelly in the 2020s and its perfection, but it's also the conversation they had right before and the conversation they had right after that really seals the deal. You can tell that Roman has really fallen for her and wants to really get to know her. Like, what what is it that makes her tick? What is it that makes her scared? And he wants to help her fix it. And giving her musical moments like this on the street, dancing, dancing on the streets, 
how how can you not fall hard for that? And yet they don't end with a kiss. They could have ended with a kiss. They don't. They end with him being a, a gentleman to the nth degree, sending her off in the cab with her new beret that she will now dance with forever and cherish. I am so in love. <laughs> a moment of deference for this movie. <laughs> I, I am just like breaking up. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it so much. This movie is effective because what they don't play out in all those tried and tested Hallmark scenes comes out in the way they dance, dance with each other. You see it in their eyes. You see it in the way they hold each other. They, you see it in the way they move. And the music that they use to match the dancing was so telling of the emotion that was like bubbling up inside between them. That's why I get so carried away with this movie because of the music, the dancing, and just the emotion in their faces. No words mm. necessary at all. No words indeed, but you guys have listened to us for a very long time now, and you know, we have all the words. And so, as a special treat for you guys, we can't believe we're doing this, but we're going to be releasing as well, so watch out for this. Uh, more mistletoe moments from these top three movies. And because obviously podcasts are an audio format, they don't exactly quite lend well to the visual treat that is the top three movies. So as a surprise for you guys, we will be releasing a video version of three more mistletoe moments from our top three movies, Five Star Christmas, Project Christmas Wish, and Christmas Waltz. Watch out for that if you just want more lovely Christmas Hallmark vibes in your life. And when we're back, we did forget, we did mention it for 11 episodes, but it's back. We've got Merry Kill Christmas Edition. And we're back with our long missed segment Merry Kill. We don't want to kill anyone because it's Christmas. Actually, it's no, Christmas. we do want to kill a lot of people. <laughs> It's been 40 movies, guys, so yeah, there, there's a lot of killing that we wish we could do, but no, we're not. We're gonna eliminate that because it's kind of obvious which ones we're gonna, which ones we're gonna axe because we did talk about the ones we never want to see again. So let's just, let's just get rid of the kills and add more fucks to this yeah. Christmas season exactly. and let's be merry and bright. Okay, so do we start with the fucks or the merries? Of course we I guess we start with the fucks, right? Okay. Since we are doing so many movies, uh, we've decided to up the ante and just do three fucks each, right? <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. It was actually hard to, to mm. bring this down to just three. I, That's true. I, my, I'm looking at my short list and I have four, so Ooh. let's just see what comes out. Yeah, The one that see. got away. Interesting. I'll decide as we go along. <laughs> so my first fuck of the season would be Ryan Pavey's character in A Timeless Christmas. Ooh, old-timey guy. Whitley can have it any time. Old-timey clothes? Sure. Dungarees and that blue cornflower blue sweater? Yes, please. Perfect gentleman, but also definitely knew what he wanted. Man of the future. I feel like I could, you know, influence him to do bad, bad things with me. And, uh, you know, who, who, who can't be a little naughty this Christmas? Uh, we can get on Santa's bad list for a bit because... Charles Whitley. Hello. Hello. Okay, my, my first one is Travis Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't... Res this one just like... It, when, when we decided we were gonna do FMK, I mean, he was the first one. He was the first one. I mean, him and his Henley shirts. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> his, he's so tall and he has that hair. I love the hair. Mm. <laughs> I love that unruly COVID hair. I know we can't be together since it's COVID times right now, but <laughs> when this is all over, TVW. My second fuck would obviously be Jake Ooh. Finley, also known as Victor Webster. <laughs> in Five Star Christmas. Guys, 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 guys. You can write this thing out for me. Obviously, it would be Victor Webster. How can you not want to fuck this guy? He could lift me I don't know, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should be scared of me and what I plan to do with him because Victor Webster has always been the man in my heart and this movie really just sealed the deal. I have, like, 
I will give him all the candy canes he wants, and well, he can put me on the counter anytime. And maybe in the cedar room, in the pine room, whatever room in the Ralston family and we can, you know, have fun in any of those rooms. It's going to be me and Jake Finley with a candy cane in the cedar room. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. So this, this season just um, taught me something new about myself. I think I have a thing for dads. <laughs> oh! Because my second, my second fuck is Eon Bailey and Deliver My Christmas. <laughs> he just looks so sad. <laughs> I know we discussed the pity fuck like oh, a few episodes ago. This this would be like this would start out as a pity fuck because he just looks so sad and I just want to make him happy. But then it's gonna you know we're gonna progress from that and it's gonna turn into something different. And again with the COVID hair, I, I guess that, that's my that's my thing right now. <laughs> It's it's been a couple of months here in quarantine, so yeah. Eon Bailey, hello. <laughs> Give me a call. Let's have some authentic conversations. TM. <laughs> so so I too had uh, a toss up for my last one, but my last fuck for the season. Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> twenty twenty. What have you done to me? It is Niall Mater's character. <laughs> and never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. You, you just Injured. love him, don't you? <laughs> I am kind of in love. No, never. Um, so we get Niall Mater, who is injured and was supposed to be skiing in Aspen. And a grumpy Grinch of a man. Yeah, totally. And he's an architect. Sorry, it's kind of sexy for me. I know this is a. I know this is your... Prof- by, by trade, you are trained to be <laughs> an architect. So maybe you aren't as impressed with him. But he had one hand available the entire time. And yet I was just thinking of all the things he could do together. With just one hand, Niall Mater. One hand is all he needs. That's all he needs. He's transformed me from totally ignoring him this year to choosing to fuck him on Christmas. <laughs> so I will always... Wait, I want to know who the toss-up... The toss-up was between him and who? It was Michael Rady <laughs> and Christmas Bow. Oh, okay, okay, I, okay. I also wanted it to be him. He's a PT. You know he's good with his hands. It's just Oh, you that, and the hands. Right? Me and the hands. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's me and the hands. It's very physical for me. Me being lifted onto a counter. Me Anyway, the point here is I unfortunately <laughs> had to let go of, of Michael Rady, who I also has transformed me for the better. So... Thank you and congratulations to Niall Mayer. Never kiss a man in the crystal sweater. I will kiss you any day of the week. Okay, so since you did choose Ryan Pavey as one of your fucks, I'm going to give him to you and let him go. My final fuck is Ronnie Rowe Jr. from Jingle Bell Bride. (laughs) Okay, hear me out. He doesn't have the COVID hair, but he has that grin that... that you, you can tell that he's kind of naughty and mischievous, oh, yeah. but he's also super nice. So he's not sad and he's not a dad. So he's like, <laughs> he's like the standout among my fucks right now. Ronnie Rowe Jr., let me, let me fly off to Alaska to be with you. <laughs> I think we just have to call out that a man would have been on our lists, both of us, but because of what you did to us, sir, you know what you did to us. Mm-hmm. You have been removed from any list but yeah we're not going to mention that anymore Bye. you know we both know i think we all know who our mary is <laughs> oh or do we or do we <laughs> i'll start okay. obviously i've had my fun with the fucks but when it comes to it at the end of the day i want to go home to and marry mr will camp from christmas <laughs> waltz I am a sucker for dancing. You've heard it all season. You've heard it all year. This guy can dance. He can dance. And he danced his way into my heart, into my life, into my everything. Guys, I've forced my parents to watch all his Hallmark movies. Technically, I wanted my parents to meet the man I would marry. And so they have, they love him. That's it. Well, we can get married now. My parents love you. So yeah, I would marry him in a heartbeat. There is no Patty's mama would love you. But my mama would love you and I love you. So I think that's all that matters. The Christmas miracle is that we found each other. So Will Camp, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's get married. Okay. So I was going to marry Will Camp. Like, I, I, I didn't really think about it. Like, it, from the moment I watched Christmas Waltz, I knew that Will Camp would be the one. But I decided to, you know, just be the bigger person and just give him to you, Patty. No. Because Don't I'm going to be like that. 
Don't be. You can have him I, too. I'm gonna marry someone who didn't even make it into the top 12. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna marry Jeremy Jordan from Holly and <laughs> Ivy because, like, this movie has really turned me around in some weird and magical way. I just, I love him so much, guys. Okay. <laughs> And okay, let's just talk about his character first. I know you you picked Niall Ma- Mater because uh, he's an architect. And yes, <laughs> Jeremy Jordan's a builder here. And that's something I like. He he fixed the house for her. He has a good relationship with his parents. I obviously like gave this a lot of thought. I just I just like him in his preppy sweaters and coats. <laughs> and, and he can sing, so... I, I'm more of a singer than a dancer, so... Dancer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest surprise ever. First big... Okay, the first biggest surprise of the season is is what a certain actor did to us. Yes. And so he would have been... He would have been my he M in FMK. Oh. Yeah. Uh, thank God someone else came in to yeah. save the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think, I'm marrying... What happened needed to happen for us to move on. Right, right, right. On. So I'm Hallmark marrying Jerjor. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being the bigger person and giving me Will Camp. I will definitely attend your wedding. You're welcome to him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, with that, we just want to say a huge thank you to everyone for hanging thank in there with you. us. Thank you. Throughout these 40 movies, throughout these 12 episodes, we're so grateful for all the good feedback and, and the wonderful tweets and, and Instagram messages you guys have sent us. If you guys have comments questions you just want to greet us a merry christmas happy new year it is the end of the year we'd love to hear from you follow us on twitter at make it hallmark and on instagram at but make it hallmark and we'll see you next year <laughs> see you next year <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take a, a tiny 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 break after crazy crazy amounts of recording these past couple of weeks but we'll be back for new movies new year to recap that and welcome you guys to season two of but make it hallmark thanks again thanks chingai thanks everyone Thanks! Happy New Year! Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs>